And now, a word from our sponsors. Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press Anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowser, as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at sweetiecatpress.com. That's sweetiecatpress.com. S-W-E-E-T-Y-C-A-T-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas. HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. Summertime is here and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at MythMart.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Or travel with poet Christopher Bice as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Ren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books? We got them too! Hot Off the Press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for $4.99. Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only $2.99. Also, just in time for the summer are these other hot deals like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only $33.99. Or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Vickford collection for $15 each or enjoy the art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at MythMart.com. 
For more information, go to www.mythmart.com. Call us at 870-557-2612 or email sales at mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello. Hello. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to my public life as American nerd. My name is Eddie. And today we have a very special guest, a very special guest that's going to appear at Scare Fair. Her name is Missy Sahagan. Did I pronounce that right, Missy? Sahagan. 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 <laughs> Missy Sahagan, yes. And uh, she is uh, the owner of Manku Shop. She's also Manco Manco Gill. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Want to make sure I pronounce that correctly. Now, Manco Shop. How did you come up with that name? It just came from Manco Gill. Okay. So I was like, oh, let's let's keep those names so that you know they were easy to associate with. It's Manco Gill, Manco Shop. <laughs> I know it's like a weird name. You've actually branded yourself very well using that name with Manku Shop, Manku Gill, and um, anybody. And now, now you have Manku Kitties. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about all the kitties later. Um, but you, you branded yourself pretty well. Was thank this? You, thank you. Was this something that you came up with and you started doing yourself? Myself, yes, but it's not something that was planned. Like I not very good at <laughs> planning things. So I think if I would have sat down and thought about like what things have become now, like if I would have tried to structure that, make sure that that, that would happen, I, I don't think I would have been able to plan it because Moncuquio was, is just a made up word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I had a little bit too much to drink one day and I made an Instagram and I was like, oh, I wonder what name I'm going to use. Because I never planned on it being a personal one or one where I would share like like who I am and my face or have any friends follow me. It's just about like posting things that I like. So I was like, well, let me just make up a name. Because, you know, like in my head, I was like, well, that's not important. No one's ever going to see my, <laughs> my Instagram. So Moncugio is just a made up word. I guess I thought it sounded it's interesting. Funny. It's funny because my son um, growing up, a lot of uh, letters he could not pronunciate. So he yeah. said for the longest time, Gil, Gil, like it'd be a girl, but he said yeah. Gil. And yeah. there's kids that when I was growing up was always Gil. And it was uh, like kind of like a joke to my sister and I would always say Gil, Gil, you know, meaning girl. So when I read huh. your name, it automatically put Monku and girl together for me. I don't Monku know if that's, girl. A, yeah, I don't know if that's what you meant. <laughs> But to me, <laughs> that's what I thought. Oh, I like it. Oh, I yeah. like it. I, that actually kind of gives it meaning. Oh. <laughs> opposed to mine. No, no. I, I just say Manku kind of sounds like a cat, like the uh-huh. Maine Coon cat. And then Giel sounds like teal, which is my favorite color, um, which you probably can't tell because I'm always surrounded by either black or red. But, you know, teal is right. my favorite color. So I was like, that's maybe my reasoning. I don't know. I, I was a different Missy. 
<laughs> I came up I'm going to show you something. I got totally ecstatic. I bought this Prince album about uh, four months ago, and it's a re-release of Prince album. And when he did this in Teal, yeah. I got so oh, wow. excited because you don't see a record cover like with the colors. And, yeah. and when I got that in Teal, I was so excited. That, That's uh, so cool. He did in Teal and Peach. Teal and Peach. Nice. Now, when you came up with your clothing line, um, now, when I go to your shop, um, it says um, one person, one girl, and it is your shop. And yes. do you manufacture all the clothing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And have you always been into clothing line, into fashion? Yes, but not like professionally. I don't know if that's the right word. Like I never took it serious. Like I always liked it, but not, not like fashion, fashion, like high fashion or anything like that. Like fashion brands. It was always just like, I'm, I like mixing things together. I like putting my own pieces together, um, kind of creating my own look, my own style. And I always liked seeing it in other people, but it was never like, oh, I want to go to school for it and, and get a degree and do it professionally. It was just like, oh, I really like it. And I wish there was a way I could get into it. But I was like, no, nah, it just doesn't seem like it'd be for me. My so, wife. Yeah, my it wife was a weird way always, of answering that. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. That's fine. My wife has always been on your shop. And um, I think I've always followed your shop, not knowing that it was specifically you that ran the business but oh it was a company owned business and for the longest time until we started talking i was like i thought that you were just the face of the company oh. um which yeah that, that for the longest time i thought <laughs> that and i thought you were a huge um inspiration uh social in social media uh for other people to show off their products as well but i was totally wrong because it's your own product well, yeah. <laughs> um, would you consider yourself an influencer? No, not. I mean, like in the technical sense, I think maybe. Yeah. Um, but not in the job profession. Okay. Sense. Oh, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't I, put I, myself I, on there. I understand what you mean by not. In yeah. The job <laughs> but you sort of are when people are giving you their logos and having you wear them. Yeah. You're putting that out there for them because you get more followers and viewers to see you opposed to that product. You understand what I mean? Kind of. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, technically, because when you are given a large platform, whatever you do, whatever you post, whatever you say, people are watching you. So in a technical sense, you are influencing people, but it is not um, like my actual job. Like it's not like a money transaction it's not like signing contracts it's you know what i mean like it's not one of those uh, i get paid every time you use this discount or use this code or go shop here and there's you know i'm getting some type of exchange it's more of a i tried this product i i liked it i reviewed it now let you know let me share it with you guys right. kind of thing so i guess technically it is like influencing like hey here's my opinion on this thing right but it's not like a oh this is my job kind of right Right. kind of transaction now i'm going to go back to how we met um i did not know you um i contacted you because of your clothing line i wanted you to vendor um at our scare fair this october and <laughs> i approached you and you kindly started talking to me 
And um, it was, it took about <laughs> two months of my constant, <laughs> my consistency in texting you and emailing you, not knowing that a friend of mine who was uh, Robert Moots, an actor in House of a Thousand Corpses, um, he was going to appear at Scarefair as well. And um, I listed his name as one of the um, um, special guests to you. And you said, oh, I know him. Mm-hmm. And I, said, <laughs> I was like, okay, you know him. And I said, how do you know him? You said, he, he did a movie with me. That right there shocked me because I didn't know that you did movies as well. You're going to appear in a movie called Appetite for Sin. And that's actually supposed to be released on the same day of Scarefair. Supposedly. Um, that's what IMBD, yeah, yeah. That, that's what IMBD <laughs> is saying. How did you come? How did you become an actress? Ooh, okay. Huh. Well, I started working with Matthew Vanecka. He's the director of Appetite for Sin. Um, at the time, it was like a like like a small independent group. It was all women. Um, and we just focused on just working in the horror industry. So whether it was like promoting other horror uh, companies or um, working on movies, because at the time, you know, he was doing small, was it short films? Um, he did Toothless and he did A Beautiful Place. Um, and so when I signed on to join the group, it was like, I guess like a small talent search type of group because they helped like book you with work. Um, now you're and like in- I said, it was all women in, in, the, in this group. So that was really amazing. That like spoke to me. So I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. What were you going to say? Now you're into this and uh, the other a one beautiful was place. a beautiful place. Yes. Uh, behind the scenes. Yes. Behind the scenes. So, okay. um, so first when I came, came up, came aboard, um, I signed on as the hair and makeup. So not the special effects. I just okay. did like regular um, hair and makeup. And Matthew would always ask me, he's like, um, what, is there anything else you want to do? What else would you be interested in doing? Like if you weren't doing hair and makeup, what else would you want to do? And I had like <laughs> really bad self-esteem, I guess. I don't know. I just, I would always like talk myself out of like going for bigger things so I'll be like, oh, no, like, I like this. I really enjoy it. And he's like, okay, but like, I can see you doing something more, you know, just let me know if you want to do something else. So finally, because he asked me like multiple times, like he brought this up multiple times. So finally, I told him, I was like, it's, you know, and feel free to say no, but, you know, what do you think about acting? Like, I would love to maybe try acting. I've never done it. I've never taken a class. I've never studied it. Like zero, zero experience. So I was like, what do you think? He's like, yes, that's what I was looking for. Like, I, I I want you acting. I want you in front of the camera. Like you've been behind the camera. I want you in front of the camera. I was like, "Uh, okay. I was like, all right, I'll do it. So, um, he did ladies night, which hasn't come out yet. It's still being worked on. It was, it's a, it's a short film. And that technically was my first time being in front of the camera. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. The story is amazing. I really can't wait till it's out there because it's really great. It's it's just great. He's he has such a way with writing roles. It's just perfect. I don't I, I don't want to give. So it that's going to be released <laughs> after Appetite for Sin. Hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it's going to be released, but th- yeah, hopefully it comes out. That'd be cool if it comes out this year, but I don't know. That that's like now that's you their you, department you created your own personality when. Um, you're pretty unique 
as man could give. Now, that personality, is that really you? Or yeah. is that a character <laughs> that you're playing? No. She said the clothing line. That, that's no, that's, that's me. Yeah. So I could see why somebody would want you to be in front of the camera and, and act, because I think you have a natural uh, gift. Oh, thank that. you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you going to put yourself out, out there and try to do more movies? I've been asked this question before, and I still don't know how to answer. <laughs> I don't know. But originally, my answer was, if I don't suck, because <laughs> for Appetite for Sin, I got the leading role, which is awesome. A huge thing. Like it just it's still trying to sink in. Like it was it's so huge that my brain can't wrap around it. So I'm still kind of like I went from oh, I would like to try acting to, oh, let's do a little role. But like it never released. So I never got feedback from the audience, from people like, oh, yeah, you were good. Keep going. So I really don't know if I'm good in front of the camera. You know, um, everybody that I worked with on that movie was really supportive, really awesome. They motivated me. But you know what I mean? Like they're nice and they're friends. So I don't know if I'm really good or do I look awkward? Do I do something weird? Cause you know how people are when they see you, when you right. put anything on the internet, they're going to be blunt with you. They're going to oh, be yeah, honest yeah. with you. So yeah. <laughs> waiting that, for that feedback. It's not even the internet anymore. It's so much social media. Cause so many people have so much yeah. freedom to say what they want and mm -hmm. what they want used to stay locked inside their head. And now they just blurred it out. They don't care. They're, be they're, they're behind the screen. They don't care what they say. Yeah. But for the most part, I feel like um, my supporters are really honest, but they're really nice. They're kind. And so, like, if something's off, they'll tell you. If something works, they'll tell you. So I do appreciate their feedback. So I was kind of, like, hoping that after Ladies Night, I get their feedback and be like, hey, should I continue acting? Or should I just maybe, like, put that in the back burner kind of thing? But I went from that to, like, boom a full feature and leading role. So I'm just like, I, you know, my answer is, I don't know if I'm going to pursue it. Cause what if I suck? <laughs> you know, like what if it's just awkward and it's like, yeah, you can tell it's your first movie kind of thing. Or yeah. I don't know. I, I should work on my self-esteem. No, no, where, <laughs> did, where, terrible, did you, but... where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So kind of like the Mecca of the, of the industry. Not really. Cause it wasn't like, fancy los angeles right. it was like ghetto part of yeah. los angeles so it was like not the nice part i grew up in los angeles county uh one of the very far outskirts in uh, pointy hills or puente uh, so but i spent a lot of my time in los angeles in san gabriel valley that whole area east la you said la puente yes that is insane so you probably know el monte yes i do that's, that's yes. where I grew up. I actually had a girlfriend lived in Almonte, so I spent a lot of time going back by forth between the Pate and Almonte, city of industry, that whole area. Yeah, interesting. So that's where you grew up in Almonte. I know some schools. I I went to a Catholic school my entire life. I went to Bishop Almont. You, when I, when I look at you in an interview, you, you seem like somebody that would have went to a Catholic school, but probably not. No, no, I did <laughs> okay. not go to Catholic school. Okay, okay. What was a young girl growing up in El Monte? What was your dreams and ambition back then? Hmm, be a business owner and be a performer. I so, used to watch like like women sing and dance on TV, and I thought that was really cool. And I would tell my mom like, "Oh, like I'm gonna be that." Like 
singing and dancing and like performing and making jokes, just being in front of the camera. I was like, oh, I want to be that. Like, well, who influences who, you? What was that? Who influences you? Who are the people that you looked up to that were dancing and singing? Oh my God. <laughs> well, you, we're talking about little okay. Missy. So don't judge me. Okay. Now I don't know anything about her. I don't know her real name. I don't know anything. But it was, um, I think her name was Sasha. Sasha. She had like sp- sparkly outfits. I, I think her name was Sasha. That's kind of all I remember. Like, like a child performer? Um, or, or for a kid's show? or I think so. Because all I remember was her outfits was like really sparkly. And like that must have been for kids. And I was allowed to watch it. So No, growing up, Missy, who are your influencers? Hmm. Elvira, of course, was a huge influence. Um, she's just funny, witty, just love the dark aesthetics, but yeah. like uppity. And I loved it. I was like, that's such a cool combo. Hmm. I'm trying to think who else would be an influence. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've heard it's a good influence, especially in this, um, in this community. You're kind of like you plugged yourself right into a spooky type community where, um, uh, ho- people that love Halloween would follow and uh, kind of gothic, I guess. Um, I guess it kind of falls under that a little yeah. bit. Now, do you consider yourself gothic? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So I am whatever a retired punk chick is. <laughs> punk chick. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, a lot of us, we grow up in like, retire either to like rockabilly or like psychabilly and i i i went through my rockabilly phase and i still love it and i still like it but i'm just like so tired (laughs) i just don't have time to like do my hair and do my makeup now i don't know why but my conversations always lead into music and to me music is my life i've uh uh, music's influenced me a lot through uh, certain things that have got me to self through. I've always turned, uh, turned to music uh, whenever there's a problem and music has come in and out of my life so much. And I kind of uh, like music more than I enjoy movies. Now you saying that you like um, sort of that punk scene, who are your favorite punk bands? Um, I was into more like boy kind of pogo type punk. Mm-hmm. So like Spiky Bratz, Blank 77, that type of, I don't know if that like um, rings more, the bell more, or more, more, Yeah, it does. More independent, the independent uh, yeah. per, uh, bands opposed to the mainstream bands. Um, yeah. Um, I would see a lot of those names on um, some of the circuits uh, that would go around uh, at some of the local, more local type um, venues opposed to the, the they'd actually play Coachella as well but they'd play on those smaller stages which yeah. which I enjoyed watching as well now it was, it was hard for me to get into like any type of like mainstream type music because the way I kind of like got introduced to it it was just like friends would burn CDs for you so that was like that was my way of getting music because yeah. you know I'm talking about like 15 years ago Right. You know, I didn't have internet. I didn't have like, oh, this is going to get real tearjerker, but I didn't have a home. So it's kind of like, didn't have like a place to go look for music. Right, so it was just right. kind of like what your friends hooked you up with. Yeah. So when it came to like mainstream music, whether it was like punk, R&B or whatever the hell was on like the radio or MTV or whatever, like 
like my last thing that I remember ever seeing on TV, like regarding music, it was, um, I don't know if you remember them. It was these two girls. They were called Tattoo. Yes, Tattoo. Yeah. Yes, so I that do. was like my last, I guess, take like mainstream thing that I saw on TV. I was like. That's about 20, but, 20 years ago, right? About 15 years ago. Probably, yeah. yeah. Like that was yeah. whew, a um, while back. I actually saw them at a K-Rock event perform. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they did something. I think it was their Christmas Christmas or the Wiener Roast. And I saw them perform. Um, really cool. Th- this right here, I, I wanted to show um, people that are watching on YouTube. Your clothing line, you can go to Manku Shop. Manku is both M-A-N-K-U-S-H-O-P dot big cartel.com now this shop um you can also find it on your facebook if you click on uh shop you can com- continue on to the the website as well but uh, you have a large clothing line a large product line um of keychains and shirts and uh, you even have makeup on on, on yeah your site. i have yeah. makeup bags coffee mugs i have stuff for men and for women for the winter for the summer for the kind of sexy. <laughs> and, and what I found um, pretty cool is you have men's shirts as well. Men's shirts, yeah. Pretty cool. Is there anything on your shop that you don't have that you'd like to have? Um, yeah, there's actually quite a few things. I'm not going to like, you know, release the secrets yet, but there's mm-hmm. a few things that are coming. A few new um, different types of products. So new designs and new products coming. Uh, yeah. New design and new products. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to read this now. No, no, no. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> now, you do have something new that I've seen pop up quite a bit, and that's your kitties. Yeah, my kitties. You're, you're doing a rescue? Um, So it's an unofficial cat sanctuary is what it is. Um, I've been a little bit more public about it recently. Um, because my cats would always be in the background and of like my stories or my, my videos or whatever I'd be posting. And so I do get a lot of messages regarding the cats because you'd see a different cat or somebody would like get, make a connection with one of the cats. And so they'll ask me like, Oh, how's this kitty doing? Are they still around? I'm like, yeah, they're still around. Like, so I feel like it's kind of complicated sometimes when I try to explain like what is going on <laughs> in my world, in my life of cats. So I'm like, it. So I was like, you know what? Let me create a page specifically for the cats, like just all the cats. So that way I can post any updates and like I'll post each cat and like their story. Because when I tell people how many cats I have, um, crazy cat it's almost lady. always, yeah. So their, their instant reaction <laughs> yeah. is like, oh my gosh, wow, what the hell? <laughs> like they mm-hmm. freak out. And I'm like, yeah, nobody's ever prepared for that number. Um, so I like to explain that it's not that one day I sat down and I was like, I want to own 20 something cats. It's like, no, it just sort of happened like that. It's been over the course of multiple years. It's been about like eight, eight years since it started. That's why I call it like my unofficial cat sanctuary. Um, I had cats and I would feed and take care of strays. Neighbors saw this. And so whenever they themselves had cats, they didn't want or couldn't keep, they'd bring them to me. And I guess the word spread. And so now I, I don't know if they're talking amongst themselves or it's just known that this is the house you can bring cats to. But 
I'm not consulted. <laughs> I'm not asked. I don't know who yeah. these people are. They do it during the night. They do it when I'm not here. You they just, just drop off their cat. cat. Right. Yes. I just no. come home. There's a new cat. I'm like, I know the drill. So most of the time they are friend, like human friendly. Like they're familiar with humans. So that tells me they grew up in a house um, and these people just didn't want them or couldn't keep them anymore. So I'm like, all right, like that's just, I feel like it's very inhumane to just like turn them away. So right. what I'll do is I'll take them to the vet, get them checked out. If they need to be neutered, get them neutered, vaccinated. If they don't have any vaccines, um, chip to see if they have a chip already implanted. So, cause the chip will let us know what work they have done. So that way they don't get like double vaccines kind of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, take care of all of that. And so do you my adopt, ad cat adopt them out? Do you adopt them out after? I was doing that in the beginning, um, but it is very, 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 very expensive. It's very, very expensive. Um, so it was taking me a very long time to do that because first things first, I wanted to make sure that they were neutered and vaccinated. That alone comes out to like maybe $500, $500 per cap. They're already like registered under my name. So I was like, maybe we'll just stop there. Like have them registered under my name uh, so that they know I'm responsible for them now. But like I said, I'm talking about like 20 something cats i'm like and there's like no end because like right. every spring i know i'm gonna get like a lot more because you know cats are getting pregnant right. and people are not trying to catch them to go t take them to places to go get neutered so i'm like i just know there's gonna be more cats no are there, just can't are, afford are there, this are there feral cats just hanging around your place knowing that there's healthy cats inside yeah yeah so there are feral cats um around like around my house and around the neighborhood there's a colony like a couple houses down from me. So they sometimes come over and hang out with my strays that are out here. And they know that there's cats in my house because they'll see them through the windows, right. they'll see them through the backyard. Um, since it's when I open my door, they'll see cats. And every once in a while, a couple of there's like maybe three of my cats, like my older ones that will do this, they'll take off running. So they'll sometimes encounter some of the feral cats and they nope. either get their butt whooped or like they no. When friends. you go away, who takes care of the twenty cats? I have a cat sitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a cat sitter. Oh that, my gosh, that's, that's quite a chore. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm always like on the phone with her. I'm like, can you please send me photos of so and so? I need to know how they're doing. She's like, yep, I know the drill. <laughs> um, the most we've had at our house, we've had four cats at one time, uh, but at that same time, we've had guinea pigs, lizards geckos um the only animal that we have not had yet is birds i don't want birds but we birds. we have two dogs now we had three but yeah with, with cats um i've had a i used to as a child growing up used to hate cats just didn't like I... them they wanted to be around them until <laughs> one day when i was an adult i actually had a cat come to a kitten come to my porch and i was Ooh. like get away from my house get away from my house but he was just chilling on my porch just alone a small little kid so i took him in and he started doing this to oh my, my god to my chest yeah and th that had me right there so i ended up keeping him i had him for almost 18 years wow and, and his name was kevin and he had kevin? A, yes and he had a human personality he used to open doors you should talk um just very much to sit down watch tv used to communicate with me yeah i had him for <laughs> love eight, 18 years and since then i've always had a cat or cats in my house but not 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 
as many of you as you have. <laughs> oh, just to clarify, I don't have 20 inside the house. I okay. have 20 that I take care of that are under my name, but they're not all in the house. Okay. No, like in the house, I think I only have like five, I think six now with the baby. Um, but it's 20 in total because okay. they're either front yard side of the house, backyard, or sometimes some of them will come in to the garage and just chill in the garage for a little bit. But like they don't go into like the main communal area where the other cats are. Try like keep them separated because oh yeah that's the thing about cats like they're very territorial oh, and very you kind of have to respect that yeah some cats they're okay sharing spaces um some cats form attachments and have to always be next to like whichever cat that they formed an attachment with the majority of cats they need their own space they like their privacy so there's like three cats that are indoor they're strictly indoor and they have their own room they have their own food their own toys their own bed their own it's a, their, their own room like oh that's great yeah, that house is crazy. <laughs> my 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 cat was alone for a good amount of years. I, I don't remember how many years I had him where he didn't have any pets in the house, and he would not have me bring in another dog, another cat, and just did not have it. And yeah, th this entire house <laughs> belongs to me. You cannot come in. I yep, I could see that. Yeah, he is very territorial. That that yep. would be my only like major wish my major goal right now because of the way the way things are going how quickly it's growing and spreading the word that like i take cats so people are just bringing me their cats it would be to ha just have a bigger place like i need to go out somewhere and buy land and have this huge farm i need this like three-story house type of thing what was that a cat farm <laughs> a cat farm yes i need it i need a cat farm but i'm not going to be like breeding the cats or anything but yeah pretty much it. i need a i need a bigger house because no other it's animals? not fair to the cats it's not fair to me they're like yeah. i'm not going to fit here pretty soon <laughs> yeah you don't have any other animals no dogs no, no birds um, three dogs oh, three yeah dogs. three big but big big dogs same thing same story they were strays um, it was started off with two, it was two strays, but I got them at different times and I waited too long to get the female fixed and she got pregnant <laughs> and then they had a baby and they're one, um, one is a German shepherd mixed with a Labrador and then the other one is That's a Labrador. Good, so they're big, big dogs. So then they had a baby and then their baby is a big old bear. He's just a giant bear. I love them. Like that family is so adorable, but yeah, it's just them. You have family, family three. dogs, dogs yeah. that are friendly with the family. Friendly yes. With other people. They're super, they're super sweet, friendly. They love kids. They're always looking out for kids. So whenever they hear like a kid screaming or crying, they like freak out. They want to go see like what's wrong. I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, oh my God, you guys are so fucking sweet. <laughs> looking at you. Do you enjoy comedies? Comedies? What type of movies do you like? Comedies. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I, I, I can almost tell that you like spooky movies, the horror movies. <laughs> but um, what other movies that do you enjoy? Horror and comedy. Um, I can't see. I'm trying to think of like if there's anything else. Every once in a while, I'll go through this like phase, I guess, that I'll want to watch like a rom com, but I would not consider that like a genre that I, I would like. Perp I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a collection <laughs> of rom com. Um, suspenseful movies, but I feel like that kind of falls under horror. Actually, not really. No, I would say horror and comedy is probably my two main genres that I enjoy. Who's your favorite horror character? Horror character? Yes. Like you have your um, 
Ghostface, and you have Michael Myers, and you have uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason. Hmm. Okay, if you want to go into female ones, Carrie. That's it's it. That's a hard one to answer because I don't know because I have I would have my my favorite based on like their makeup, like their effects. <laughs> then I would have like my favorite like slasher. I would have my favorite like vampire. It'd be hard. It, I I don't think I could paint it down to to one. So I would say special effect have to give it to Reagan, like um, the oh, Exorcist. Okay. Yeah, just true. hell yeah. Um, favorite vampire, it's got to be Ingrid Pitt from uh, Blood Countess. It's a Hammer movie. It's a cool, right. old, old timey movie. Favorite slasher, Michael. I'm gonna give it to Michael. Um, I'm a big fan of Michael. Yeah, yeah when, when that Rob one Zombie, I can binge. Yeah, I could watch that over when uh, Rob Zombie redid Halloween. I was just thrilled. You're talking about Michael Myers, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the monsters? He's doing yeah, the monsters. Oh, yeah. My name is Eddie. My entire life, I was called Eddie Monster because I have a widow's peak. And now nice. that I'm getting older, I have a bigger widow's peak. <laughs> but um, throughout my whole life, I was called Eddie Monster, and I was in the military. And in the military, they call you by your last name. They never knew what my first name was. They never knew that my name was Eddie. And um, they would call me Munster because I had the shaved head and I had the widow's peak. So they would always call me Munster, Eddie Munster. And then it grew into calling me Eddie. So throughout my military career, I was, I was being called by my real first name, which yeah. is very unheard of. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie Munster. I am just actually thrilled that he's going to do it. He's actually in Romania now. Um, looking for a spot to film it. Yeah. Oh wow, Rob that's Zombie. cool. That's cool. That's exciting. Yeah, the type of movies uh, that uh, the type of characters that you like, uh, the slasher, uh, Michael Myers, and um, I want to go back to The Exorcist. You like Reagan, but there's another character on The Exorcist that you did the same movie Appetite for Sin with. Yes, yes. And when I was trying to reach out for Elaine Dietz, she played Pazuzu on The Exorcist. Um, for you, for you people that don't know who she is, she played the um, the demon from The Exorcist. And back then, there was no real like um, uh, demon type character that would come out. There were slasher characters, but her role was primarily to be the demon. And um, she's kind of legendary, and iconic in the sense of her first appearance as that type of a demon. Now, I reached out to her, and I didn't hit her on the first uh, my first email to her. Then I saw that you took a picture with her, and I was like, oh, you know what I, I mean, Elaine Deeds? So I contacted you and asked you, uh, is there any way that you can get a hold of her for me? But then she responded to me um, very kindly. She started talking to me, and we would talk about, the river and just odd things I said, I really would like you to come on. And she had um, told me that I needed to go through her agent. So she gave me her agent's phone number, tried calling him, couldn't get a hold of him. I, so she gave me his email. He'll get a hold of you, just hold on. Then I sent her him the email. So I pretty much thought that was dead in the water because I hadn't heard anything for a couple of weeks. We were plugging along, making the flyer for Scarefare for the 30th. And the night of the flyer was supposed to be going to print and her agent the next morning her agent texts me we're in 
we literally, I literally had to take my graphics back to the designer and say, <laughs> you need to squeeze her in here. She is, <laughs> she's going to be there. So that is so awesome that we're going to have Elaine Deeds at um, Skiffer. So yes. how was it working with her? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, the very first day that like when I, when I went and I saw her, because I mean, I knew she was going to be in the movie. I, I was... I was very starstruck. I was yeah. like, I was nervous. I was kind of like, uh, like fumbling with my words. I'm like, she's so amazing. But she's but a I, sweetheart. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I did. I did go up to her and I was talking to her and she gave me some advice and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so honored that, you know, you're, you're imparting all this wisdom on me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And she's, she's totally sweet. And I, that, cause you mentioned that, like she did, she kindly responded and that's like the second time you mentioned that I was like, you know what, that I, that's just, that's kind of my feeling regarding the horror community. It's like, everybody's just nice. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Everybody's doing what they love. They're in a safe environment. And like, every time you meet somebody that's like an old veterano, like that's been in the movies or anything like that, like they're always kind, they're always nice. They're like, just awesome. Yes. Like. Awesome. I met some really genuinely nice people in this community, and for me to just come in um, now, as a as somebody that enjoys this community, but I used to be the the customer. I used to go to these uh, different events and and pop ups and everything else. And um, but now, actually creating an event, I got so many people welcome to it and said, "Yes, we'd love to do it. We'd love to do it." Um, this community is so uh, generous and so kind. Going back to you, when I approached you, you were nervous because you've never vended before, correct? Yes. So this will be my first time vending at a convention. So, let's... so first time putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And then also you're going to put yourself out there as an actress as well. Yes. So. so I had been to conventions before promoting movies, but this will be the first time where I'm actually like, we'll be selling my, 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 my merch and have a little like booth. It's something that I've wanted to do for the past couple of years, but my shop is, it's fairly new. I opened it in 2017. Um, well, it was late 2017. It was like November. So I guess 2018 should, <laughs> that's when I should start counting it. <laughs> um, but it's only been online. So that's up to this point. That's the only place it's been available. It's been online. Um, but I did go to like horror conventions. Right. And so I, and I do have friends that also have businesses in the horror community and that do these conventions. And they would always talk to me like, Hey, Alexa, when are you going to be here? When are you going to get your booth? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like we need to talk about a date. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't think I'm ready. So yeah, I was like, oh, I probably need to be doing this for like 10 years before I consider doing a booth kind of thing. You know, I feel like I got to build a reputation. People got to know that they can count on me. They can count on my product, be familiar with it. I don't know, that was my thought. That was like my, my yeah, process. I, to me, it's kind of like um, you own a business, you own a shop. So let me ask you if you want to spend. And when I was getting the response back from you that this is kind of nerve wracking because you've never done the one for your own booth. I was like, oh, I just assumed that you're just like all the other vendors uh, selling your product. Um, now you're going to, I'm assuming, because based on the time that I released that you're going to be there, I had a social media explosion of <laughs> other vendors knocking on my door. And um, 
uh, a lot of likes, and then you put on your site as a lot of likes. So um, you, you're you're going to have pretty much a busy booth, um, I'm assuming, because a lot so. of people that yeah. buy your products online would like to be meet the person that they bought the product from, and that'd be you. So I'm assuming that that you're going to have a really busy booth, and you better bring some uh, creep repellent too. <laughs> <laughs> No, those are my people. Yeah, the creeps, the freaky, the freaky yeah. people are my people. <laughs> you're you're doing a Kickstarter right now for Appetite for Sin, right? For uh, the- we did. So we that, that just finished um, a couple of months ago. Let's say. Is there another ago? one out right now for your posters? I don't think it's a Kickstarter. I think it's just okay. for the posters. Like, okay. if for anybody who missed out on the last Kickstarter that we had, because right. um, that was only a limited quantity for the posters. This time around, I think it's just for the posters. Are you going to be bringing some posters with you for signatures? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'll be bringing some from the movie, and then I'll be bringing some like personal ones. Personal sounds wrong. I don't know why that came out wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like just my like regular photography modeling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like some naughty posters. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like please don't. Personal. Well, that to me would think would put in my mind that you will have a large line. You're gonna have some people that have never been able to reach out to you other than other than coming to this convention, seeing your product, and also seeing you signing uh, posters. So, I feel very honored that you're coming to Scarefair. Thank and, you. And I, thank I, you for for reaching out to me. Actually, thank you for wanting me. That oh. you you had to you had to break down those like <laughs> walls that I had because I kept saying like I kept thinking like I'm not ready I'm not ready like I can't do this I can't do this but you're like you'd hit me up again and you're like what about now I'm like I was like okay I was like yeah all right let's do it all right I, let's do I, it. I think you're ready I, I mean seeing your the way you um have um, your shop explode the way it's been since you're saying 2018 and um people respond to you uh, and um I think your comedic view on uh, horror and goth, I think you got a good response of an audience uh, and you're very beautiful. So I think people would love to come on and see you. I don't Yay, think you, thank you. I think it's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I'll have merch. Um, so like I'll have like a couple of sweaters and shirts, um, some of the other like goodies, like mugs and makeup bags, but I will also have prints. So anybody that wants to come pick up a print, um, I'll sign it there for them as well. And then I'll, I'll figure something out regarding like photos. Cause I'm pretty sure maybe they're going they're They might want to like take photos. So right. I'll, I'll see yes. if I can set something up. Cause I have a couple of like large coffins and oh, that's cool. uh, curtains and things. So maybe I'll set something up so we can take selfies. Sounds really like fun. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully people like it. There's gonna okay. This event, Scarefer, for you guys that are listening, don't know anything about it. It's it's happening at uh, the San Bernardino Fairgrounds in Victorville. It's gonna be on October 30th. We're gonna have uh, Missy there. We're also gonna have Elaine Dietz, as we mentioned. We're gonna have Walter Phelan from House of a Thousand Corpses. He plays Doctor Satan. He's one of those characters too, just like Eileen, who played a very small part in in the the making of the movie, but played a huge role in this significant a significant uh, role of who he was 
uh, Dr. Satan was being mentioned throughout the entire movie, and you do not see him till the very end. But everybody that I know that has watched House of a Thousand Corpses knows exactly who I'm talking about when I say Dr. Satan. Um, he's one of those characters, and he's also been on uh, Devil's Rejects and several others. Now, with Elaine Dietz, she's been in tons of movies that I wouldn't have even known about if I did not look her up on IMBD. She was playing so many characters where she was in makeup, but nobody would know it was her. She's had a, huma- a huge career in the horror industry. Uh, so uh, Elaine Deeds, uh, Walter Phelan, uh, Joe Bob Briggs. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure if you're a fan of Joe Bob Briggs or if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's from Shudder and he does The Last Drive-In. He used to do The Last Drive-In, Shudder picked it up. And it's sort of like, um, he's sort of like a, a commentator in movies like Elvira, but he's got like a, a hillbilly sense, I guess, <laughs> uh, um, about himself. But he's going to be there. He's a, a, a big icon in the horror industry. Oh, going to be there. Uh, the collective, Grim Life Collective, they're going to be there. They're going to be doing a live video um, interviews and walking around. The Taki Horror Podcast Show. Those girls have uh, been working for Universal for quite a few years. And they have their own podcast. So I'm excited that they're going to be doing that, be there as well. They're actually going to judge a Scream Queen contest live podcast at on our stage so they're, they're gonna have excited own, for that yeah that's gonna be exciting as well so this is gonna be a, a lot of things and we have some um, great comic book artists um we have 10 comic book artists that are gonna be there like dan mendoza jb roth uh there's um bill mckay there's uh, quite a few of them that are very popular in the comic book industry as well so it's kind of like a comic-con uh mixed with the horror expo and all blended together. That's so, exciting. So this, it's so cool. Yeah. So this is going to be an exciting event. And I will say this, that this has um, just getting the guests and getting the um, the vendors together has uh, snowballed into an event next year that's going to be a two-day event. And the Terrifier will be there next year. Also, um, Chad Harden, who's a big DC uh, comic artist. He does Harley Quinn, Batman. He'll be there as well. So. It's wow. it's snowballed into something greater and bigger. So very cool. That's so are, cool. Congratulations. Thank you. We're looking forward to having you there on October 30th. Come out and see Missy. Thank you very much, Missy, for having you. It, it, it was a, a nice treat getting to know you and interviewing you. And I do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being so awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we get, we're running out of time, so we're going to go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. This is my public life as an American nerd. So long. <laughs>